Miamians and listeners from around the world, we all need business intelligence to get ahead of the game or simply just be up to date. Today's guest, we have Abby Melone, President and CEO of Capital Analytics Associates. Abby will share with us what you can find in the reports they generate and how you can stay up to date each week on the local economic environment. They feature top-level analysis on key issues facing the market today. They also develop comprehensive investment knowledge for external investors and the global business community. If you're looking for any business data, Capital Analytics Associates is a good place to start. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we showcase the people and organizations that support Miami's international landscape. Learn from local business owners, startups, diplomats, and community leaders. Get to know the tools and services that are out there that help you invest and grow in South Florida. Miami is a true global city where one can live and do business with a global reach. Abby, welcome on the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. How are you doing today? Yeah, not bad. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. So exactly. let's let's get to know you a little bit. Tell us about yourself. Where are you from? <laughs> so I'm originally from New Jersey. I think straight out of college, I worked in New York for a little bit and then started an international career where I was working in the Middle East, a little bit in Asia. Um, and then what brought me to Miami is that I was working with Latin America. So it was kind of a nice time for me to come home, but not home. Um, still being a very international city. I mean, Miami's wonderful that way. So diverse. Uh, you hear Spanish on the street, Portuguese on the street, but you can go to Target and CVS. So it was wonderful. So I was working with Latin America and then uh, since then started my own company and uh, just fell in love with Miami, wanted to stay and uh, have been here now for almost 10 years. Before we jump into Miami, I'm curious, Asia, I was in Asia for the first time I visited Taiwan. Ah. I think it was 2019. It was a program by the Tico office, the Taipei economic office here sure. that represents the government. And I, it was it was phenomenal. I enjoyed my 10 days in, in Taiwan a lot. Where in Asia did you go? So I was working in uh, Malaysia, in uh, Indonesia, and then we had, uh, I oversaw uh, our Asian operations that also included Brunei, um, uh, Thailand, I also worked in, but I've been to uh, many other places within Asia. Uh, I've been to China, I've been to uh, Cambodia. Asia is just a beautiful part of the world, um, incredibly different, incredibly unique, um, such a wonderful place to travel. Unfortunately, we can't really do that right now. Yeah, I really enjoyed my time in Asia. Awesome, awesome. I think, I think it's awesome. I, I think yeah. more people should go. Yeah. So it's a long way from here to be fair. So <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I think they say that once, once we start getting more direct flights yes. from Miami to Asia, it'll be much easier. Absolutely. Well, you know, it takes time. Especially now. I don't think the airlines are running to do nonstop flights during COVID. So it's probably going to be a little bit longer until we start seeing direct flights. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. because they're like 18 hours or something like that. Right. Something super crazy long. Like my husband is half Italian, half Swiss, so uh, we would fly into Milan. There used to be a direct flight between Miami and Milan. There, there's no direct flights there anymore. So they've definitely uh, altered the air patterns quite a bit. So you mentioned your own company. Yes. That you started here in Miami. Yes, Capital Analytics. So we so, started that, I started that six years ago now um, uh, with the purpose of providing annual economic reports on developing, diversifying markets in the United States. Uh, so we started with uh, Miami and now we're in nine different markets, uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, Tampa, Orlando, Charlotte, Philadelphia, South Jersey, and we'll be opening a couple markets this month. 
uh, to be announced. Um, and uh, basically the purposes of all that we do, whether it's the annual uh, report or whether it's our digital content, our podcast, our uh, video series, our newsletters, is to tell the local, national, and international investor, entrepreneur, and business person, what is the market? Who are the major players? What are they saying? Where are the challenges? Where are the opportunities? And to promote the markets as a place to come and do business. Uh, so I think that we're unique in our approach in that over the course of about six months, we interview over 200 CEOs to put together what becomes the contents of each and every year's reports. Um, and we uh, combine uh, data and stats with our interviews and our own analysis to really give a uh, 360 degree view of the market. How, how did this start? Did you f- see a need? Did you, is this a different approach to marketing? How did it start? Yeah, so I um, was doing similar reports um, in my international career. And so when I moved to Miami, I wanted to see what was out there uh, because I had been discovering all these other markets. I had not been keeping my, my focus on America. So being back in America with fresh eyes um, and having all this experience, I kind of made the assumption that something like this was out there. And so I was surprised to find out that there wasn't anything, uh, you know, 200 pages, comprehensive yet in-depth um, uh, and, and concise to, to put everyone in the same place. Yes, you can find newspapers. Yes, you can find uh, magazines, but they tend to be more lifestyle or they tend to be surface level. Um, by this point, I hope everyone knows that it's a great idea to come to Florida because of the weather and the tax benefits. Like I, I But that seemed to be the, the limited information there, you know, and uh, Florida is so much more, Miami is so much more. So I, I thought, you know, let's, let's go ahead and, and try this out. And indeed, there was a need for it, both outside of the market, but also inside the market. We find that some of uh, uh, the, the, a lot of our um, subscribers and a lot of our readers were coming locally because they wanted to see what was going on with their competition because they couldn't find those types of interviews. They wanted to see what was happening in other industries and what politicians were saying that maybe you could find certain comments, but not like this all in one place. Uh, so yeah, it was really very interesting the way that the market responded, uh, both in terms of putting together the report, but also in terms of who is using and reading the report. Awesome. I, I agree with you. I think sometimes when you when you can consolidate a lot of information, it's much easier than just waiting for it to come to you via the news or, or any other avenue. Yes. So can you break down a little bit of what is in this magazine and this analytical report? Yeah, sure. So we basically look at all of the major industries for any given market. And uh, some of them are the same. So for example, most of our reports cover banking and finance, professional services, real estate construction. Um, but then some of them are uh, changed. So for example, in Miami, we had an emphasis on sports. Um, same in Atlanta, same in Philly, big sporting towns. Then uh, we have the chapter on fintech in Atlanta. We will do city and county focuses. So for example, in Miami, we've done, uh, it's, it's Miami County. So we will do a focus on uh, the city of Miami or focus on North Miami, focus on Miami gardens and really go in depth for those municipalities. Um, In Atlanta, you know, there's, we actually cover seven counties within the Atlanta metro region. We've changed from year to year to do a focus on Gwinnett, a focus on DeKalb, um, uh, so that people who are not familiar with the area can really get a robust understanding of it's not that one thing you're thinking of. Actually, it's uh, much more. 
I mean, I, I like the reports a lot. I mean, I think you and I started working together when I was working for the city manager yes. and I was doing international relations and because the city participated, participated yes. in supporting the report in, in many ways, you know, financially. And, um, and of course, the mayor spoke, the city manager spoke at, at your event, which was great. Yeah. And I myself in international relations, I remember whenever we would have guests, like let's say mayors or a delegation, I would grab your report and I would put it on the table, you know, yes. put the, I put the little table, the little water bottle, the little, no, there it is, that one, <laughs> invest Miami 2020, you know, yeah. and, uh, and I would also add, and then my own report on what we were doing internationally, like all the activities and all the delegations, I would put both yours and mine. And then when people would leave sometimes as a giveaway, we would give out the magazine. Yes. So, so it was, it was a great uh, tool. And then people will ask if I had more sometimes. <laughs> I, no. They grow legs and they run. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. So thank yeah. you for the work that you do. I think it's of great. Course. Um, you mentioned some services at the beginning. Could you run through them one more time for us? Yeah, sure. So the, the annual report that, uh, you know, obviously it has its physical form. It, most of our audience reads it digitally. Then we also have our newsletters that are updating um, the annual report that are coming out on a weekly basis. And those touch upon anything that are currently happening in market, because uh, obviously the annual report is coming out once a year and it's, it's great for all of that knowledge right then. But how can you stay up to date on what's happening? Our newsletters will fill in those gaps. Um, then we also have our Invest Insights video series and podcast where we're interviewing CEOs on what's happening uh, most recently with the pandemic. Our first iteration uh, earlier last year in 2020 was about crisis management and how companies were quickly adapting to this new pandemic, hitting business, changing the way that we operate. Uh, later that year, we spoke to um, uh, businesses about resilience. We go back to the episodes in the beginning of the year. Everyone was commenting on, oh, we'll be back in the, uh, in the offices by summer. Oh, this, we'll have conferences again come summer. And we saw what happened this summer with the spike in July and everything like this. So um, obviously the year didn't progress as many of us predicted in the beginning of the year. So we made that uh, the second reiteration of the, the series about resilience and how uh, leaders are taking a very important role right now in showing strength and showing maintenance of, of business and caring for employees in a very, very difficult and uncertain time. Um, and then we still have our events. So traditionally speaking, we, uh, like we had Mayor, uh, Mayor Suarez at our Miami event, uh, we will host a business conference of about 500 people gather together and we make the book come to life. Um, heavy emphasis on networking. Our attendees tend to be of the uh, CEO level. And then we have panel discussions on uh, different important points of the book uh, for that particular year, obviously having keynote addresses um, and the like. So when the pandemic hit, we thought to ourselves, you know, what do we do? Is this something that we wait until the pandemic is over and we start picking up the conferences again, or do we go virtual? And the answer was we do virtual. You know, it was still important for us to be a community member, to be out there and have uh, relevant information because business is still happening. Um, It's just happening in another way. And uh, I think that that was always something within our company, this adaptation, this nimbleness of, um, taking on the new and not being uh, scared, just diving right into it. And so we've hosted now seven virtual events. Um, I think the minimum a number of registered uh, attendees was about 400, 450. So attendance was still high, even despite this Zoom malaise that people were having. Um, So I think that the answer is this, people want business intelligence more now than ever before. And we're so honored to play that, that role. I agree. I think there's been like this wave of 
in your in your business world, some things have gone down because of obviously there's some things you can't do, but there's other things you can do, which is like you mentioned, networking, attending events. I remember when when the pandemic hit, all the international activities died off very quickly yes. because they're all in person, networking, galas, workshops, events, delegations, yep. everything dropped off like boom. Yep. Um, and then you started seeing people started adapting the the digital and people were attending events. I myself was attending events. I was I wasn't doing international anymore. And I was attending right. events because uh, I just wanted to see and I wanted to learn and, and continue to network. It was great. It was great that we're doing the digital. But I'm sure you agree that it's not never going to replace the in-person. Absolutely. So how can we find the newsletter, the podcast um, and it, the report? How can we, where are those avenues? So uh, obviously come to our website at capitalanalyticsassociates.com. Um, you can contact us at contact at capitalaa.com. We're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, you name it. Um, and most of our handles are uh, Capital Analytics or Capital Analytics Associates. Um, but yeah, starting with the website is a great place because then you can find our podcast, you can find our video series. Obviously, the video series is also on YouTube. The name of the company, Capital Analytics Associates, and the name of our report, Invest, followed by the market. So how do you think this pandemic has affected Miami? So I think that this pandemic has truly been really interesting how it has affected cities, how it has affected the suburbs. You know, you look at a, a city like New York and New York has locked down multiple times. The, the capacity for restaurants has been minimal at best. Uh, you know, they're much more stringent when it comes to the school districts and people have been fleeing New York. And naturally in, in good times, people are coming down to Miami from uh, the Northeast. Also, you look at a city like LA. LA has also been experiencing extreme lockdowns here in Miami, politics aside, because politics have been a, a hot button this past year, it, it has attracted more people. The city is only increasing in population. People are not fleeing Miami. So while you look at real estate prices in other areas, obviously the suburbs are doing well, people are moving out of the city, they're going to the suburb, that's a trend everywhere. That trend is not entirely happening here in Miami. People are worried about um, uh, commercial real estate and are, are companies going to go back into the office the way that they used to? Are they going to need the big offices that they did before? They are not worrying about commercial real estate spaces here in uh, South Florida. So we're experiencing the, the pandemic in such a different way. Uh, yes, we have uh, health concerns. Yes, we have to worry about keeping citizens safe like anywhere else. But I think Miami, uh, and much like other recessions, is going to weather the storm much better. I think that's a makeup of, of who we are. It's, it's a makeup of tax benefits for being here versus a very expensive city like New York, where you're paying New York state taxes, New York city taxes, and, and the like. Um, so that has always been a way to attract um, uh, people down here. The weather, obviously, right now, I cannot imagine being under lockdown in extremely cold weather with the sun that you don't see much during the day. Here we have beautiful sunny skies and, and the weather has been wonderful. You can go outside, you know, when, when if you need to social distance, you can do that in Miami um, outside and, and everything. So just the pandemic overall has just only made Florida a more attractive destination. And it's now Miami's time to capitalize on that and, and the rest of the state of Florida to really capitalize on how do we uh, incorporate all these new people here? How do we incorporate all these new businesses to make this place even more competitive on the outside of this. I think it's great to add to that. I mean, you you can see it. The downtown development authority is 
is capitalizing on that by helping a lot of tech companies come, a lot of financial yes. firms from, from New York, California, and they're reaching out to other cities to, to expand their campaign. The mayor is even turning, I, I think I saw a couple of articles that the mayor is turning his uh, Twitter into a advertising for Miami and tech yep. firms, you know, which is adds to the, to the goal of turning Miami into, a, into the next tech, tech yep. hub. You can definitely see it. The articles are there. My LinkedIn is blowing up with the yeah. DDAs, <laughs> with the yeah. DDAs team uh, putting articles of all these tech firms coming down. I think it's great. I think it's great for Miami and providing jobs. And, you know, which is all, which is all very, very awesome. Absolutely. So I know we're running out of time, and I always like to ask my guests, "What is your favorite part about Miami? Why Miami?" Uh, well, I think that the reason why I was first attracted to Miami that continues to keep me here because originally I'm from New Jersey, as, uh, as I mentioned before, um, what continues to keep me here is it's such an international diverse city. You can meet people from anywhere and they've all made Miami their home. And, and that's kind of the American dream, right? To, uh, to be an immigrant city, to, to welcome new people, to learn from different cultures and uh, really create a unique melting pot and uh, that's what Miami has. You know, people think Miami is just Latin America. It is not. We have Europeans. We have, uh, you know, obviously our northern neighbors, a lot of Canadians down here. So uh, it's not one type of foreigner down here. And, and I think that's what makes it beautiful. And I think that's what makes it unique. And I think of the city that I knew 10 years ago and the city I know now. Goodness, it keeps on changing and evolving. And that's exciting. You know, new restaurants opening up. You know, obviously the pandemic has, has really definitely has affected tourism and hospitality and stuff like that, but it will come back because people are moving here. Uh, people are making it home and um, I've been able to make you know, this city my home and uh, you know, it will be for the foreseeable future. Awesome, amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Abby, for joining us Thank today you, and telling us about what you do, your background, and I'm glad that, uh, that everything is doing smoothly so far considering the situation. Yes, thank you so much for having me today. <laughs>